Welcome, everybody, to Jokub, a podcast about agile life and monkeys. My name is Joe. And I'm Jakub. And um, we are here to um, sort of come full circle on our Agile on the Beach 2020 series. Yeah, we are. Today we Jakub, have... Yeah, yeah, today we have Collard Miles and David Morris with us, the co-founders of Agile on the Beach New Zealand Conference. Welcome, Collard. Welcome, David. How are you, Welcome. gentlemen? Hello, gentlemen. Kiora. Uh, maybe for people who, who haven't heard about Agile on the Beach, what is it? Agile on the Beach is a conference series that is now two years old. Um, it's a it's a conference that is for practitioners and by practitioners. So that means uh, we don't just have uh, consultants and uh, you know professional educators, instructors coming. Um, this is people actually doing the job that are speaking and sharing their experience. Um, and it's about um, making sure that we uh, participate. So it's not just for people that want to come and keep a seat warm. Um, people come and actively participate in what we do. Um, and it's a and it's a for benefit event. So um, we look to support um, things as well as our community, uh, but definitely in the space of uh, people who are working with agile practices um, or keen to learn and understand more. Mm. So, so you said a lot about agile. What about the beach? What is it about the beach? Well, it's literally on the beach. So we've been fortunate enough two years running to run it at Mount Monganui. Um, in the Bay of Western Bay of Plenty uh, by Taronga. Um, and they've got a gorgeous beach there um, and right now next to Moao, which is the, the Mount Monganui itself, uh, an old volcano cone, I think. Um, and um, it started from, let's uh, talk briefly about yeah. uh, connecting back to uh, Agile on the Beach originally was a UK event. Um, and a, a good friend of mine uh, helped uh, found that um, some or seven plus years ago. Um, and when I heard about it, was keen to bring it to New Zealand. Um, and it took a while uh, to get to that point. Um, and we'll talk more about that in a moment, I'm sure. But it, it started off there as being an event for um, a community that had a digital, uh, a digital um, industry growing. Um, but was a, an area that didn't have a lot of inward investment. Um, and typically these are coastal um, regions and often that gets associated with people who have bought holiday properties, which sort of remove some of the day-to-day uh, -day life out of the community because you have these properties that sit empty. Um, and it also pushes up house prices for people that are born in that area. So that's what, that was some of the start condition for Agile on the Beach in the UK. Um, so when we kind of brought it to New Zealand, looked for um, areas that, that shared some of those characteristics. Um, yes, Colla, do you want to speak to that a bit? Um, yeah, thanks, David. So so David and I sort of connected up. Um, he told me about the idea. Uh, it immediately resonated. I was like, well, you know, who? <laughs> where would you rather go to a conference? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or in some dry, dreary, you know, convention center somewhere. Um, so it was sort of no-brainer and connected really strongly. Uh, but what really resonated uh, for me personally with David um, was the chance or the opportunity to uh, bring 
some of these topics um, to the regions uh, outside of New Zealand. And we've been both uh, collaborating and working over the years uh, on different aspects um, in, in these communities. So it was just a great opportunity to host a, a format that would bring some expertise out uh, to that region, bring some value there, and at the same time, pull our amazing Agile community together across New Zealand and, it turns out, connected to way beyond our shores. Um, so, yeah, just couldn't pass that up. And we're so grateful for having the chance to be able to run the second one uh, recently. Nice. So, uh, um, yeah, go, Joe. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> um, when So you've, you've done it two years in a row, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, we've we've kind of been in, incubating it for maybe three and a half, I'd say. Okay. And we had a, a failure to launch on our, on our zero, call it Sprint Zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for a bunch of really smart reasons, we decided to defer it by a year. We had been in talks with the Agile on the Beach UK team um, and just felt massively supported by them. Uh, to be able to run run this uh, run it as an experiment in the in the first round, uh, and then that sort of the circumstances didn't quite line up the way we needed them to, and so we made the, the difficult decision to to move it to to the following year. And so yeah, so so technically, I guess we've been we've been working on this for for um, uh, three and a half, maybe even four years. Hey, David. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you've done it two years in a row. Surely with the amount of preparation that goes into it. We'll probably talk about what happens backstage in a little bit, but with the preparation that goes into it, what expectations did you have starting this? And maybe even just each time you've run it um, that have been challenged or supported by the event itself. Um, it's uh, Yeah, it's a really, really good question. The, the interesting thing is, I guess the initial thought was, yeah, sure, we'd get some people together and, you know, it could just be the normal mini-conference. You know, I say mini-conference, we had about 110 people uh, the first year. It was getting up towards 150 the second year. Um, it could have been a typical conference, but just in a beautiful location. Um, so we, we didn't really know how, what the characteristic, what flavour it would have. Um, and I'll take that analogy for a little bit longer. Um, we sort of, we created a space. Um, so we had, if you like, our mixing bowl, and then we kind of curated content. So we put some ingredients in. Um, but then when it came to the conference itself, it's like, okay, now we're putting that into the oven. And you don't know what's going to happen. How is that cake going to turn out? Is it a cake or is it something else? And um, I think that's, that for me, it, the first year especially, blew me away with how well received the the event was the a way it gave people the opportunity to connect um not just have the normal uh, conference corridor conversations and so on but actually connect it felt um on a real human level so it's not just about building a, a network in a professional sense but actually a community of people that have formed friendships and um in, in some cases actually gone on to work together afterwards as well what do you think, Carla? Yeah, um, I, I totally resonates. Um, we ran a survey shortly after the first survey, uh, the first conference, and the themes that we got back basically formed the basis for the second conference, which is well, what did what did you like about this? And and it broadly centered around um, three themes: connect, 
Uh, we felt connected up as a community. I, I felt connected in. I felt welcomed into a fraternity, into a, a tribe that I didn't, you know, that I, that I didn't realize just how rich and diverse it was um, across not only New Zealand, but abroad. Um, the chance to recharge. Uh, so, you know, uh, I know that um, Jakub, Joseph, David, you, you can probably um, reflect and we will take ourselves back a couple of years, but that was a particularly intense time. There were a lot of big companies launching big transformation projects and was actually driving the topic, it was going through a major surge at the time. I don't know if you recall, but um, that was an intense time for a lot of practitioners across New Zealand. And um, uh, people were run, running ragged, run ragged. So uh, one of the things that we were quite surprised by and pleased about was that people took away from the experience the chance uh, that they felt recharged, that they felt spiritually topped up in a way. Um, so that was really wonderful. That's the second theme. And then the third theme was growth. Um, so many people reported back and it was one of our strongest themes in the surveys was, you know, I, I came away, I learned something and I've applied it and I've grown out of the experience. Um, so, you know, just that's to answer your question, Joe, that's the thing that, that, that exceeded our expectations. I think that many hundreds folds, <laughs> uh, so it's quite humbling to be on the other end of that and go, wow, okay. We lit the fuse on something pretty special. <laughs> so how do you make conference like this happen? How do you make this connection to happen? You know, how do you help people recharge and, and grow? Three uh, words. How do you, yeah. Start with why. Nice. <laughs> I think that that was the kind of the triggering moment. You know, David had had been enamored with the Agile on the U, uh, Beach UK, uh, had some connections into that. We had the sort of Chinese whispers understanding of what it actually was, <laughs> and it was beautiful. But the, the 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 when we started to look into mimicking the start conditions, we realized that it, we needed to understand and and articulate surface the purpose, like why. Why is this so important? Why now? Um, and then from there, you can build the what and the how. You build the people, start to connect to the to the purpose, uh, and you start to build momentum. And you know, as a couple of couple of people more, Ken Robinson actually is a really good one. Is if if you're not prepared to to do it badly, um, you're never going to do anything new. If you're not going to if you're not prepared to just do it the first time and learn <laughs> learn through failure, then then it's never going to happen. Learn. So we took that brave <laughs> step of like, okay. To hell with it. Let's just give it a go. Um, so I think for that, that would be the strongest part of the formula is always start with why uh, and the rest sort of flows through. And I think to, to build on that collar, um, it would not have been possible if it had just been collar and myself. Um, so um, he and I uh, spent some time, as he said, kind of germinating with the idea. Um, and when we found our first location, uh, Mount Monganui, um, we had that sort of initial full start, which ended up being beneficial to give us more time. Um, but it was it was kind of good to kind of uh, start to put things in place that we would need later. Um, the most critical thing after the, the the purpose, the mission for what we were doing, was actually then bringing together a, a, a crew of people that that saw that why, understood that mission, and it resonated with them. Um, and it felt that it was something that they would be really happy to volunteer um, and, and, and give up a reasonable amount of, of their time with their family and friends um, outside of work to, to make it happen. Um, and I think it's always a mix of 
reasons. Obviously, there's some professional development that comes out of it because you're you're supporting the community and so you'll be seen to do that. Um, but I think in large part, it, it was because that why really resonated. And we had, what was the most wonderful thing is it wasn't just the um, uh, tongue-in-cheek, it wasn't just the usual suspects um, of the agile coaches and so on and so on. Um, but we had, we had people coming out of um, unexpected areas, um, sort of uh, enterprise um, centers and um, magazine publishing companies and so on that were caught up with the passion that Collar and I communicated that vision with and, and just really wanted to, in some instances, not even knowing what, what the heck the thing was about, but just really wanting to come on the journey. Sometimes it was because they were kind of, they were acquaintances of ours already and they were just caught up in the journey. But I think that helped form that first crew um, that uh, that we were able to put on that first event with. Um, and uh, one of the, I think one of the things that speaks uh, loudest in some ways is that people that came to that first event, we had a good number of them want to come back to the second event. But not, not only that, we also had somebody um, come speak at the first event uh, that then enjoyed the involvement so much that actually ended up joining the crew. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So the family grows. Polish, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they might be. <laughs> Tall, handsome fella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's got a podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jakob, actually, um, you came to me and you're like, I think we should do a series on Agile on the Beach um, in Jokob, um, can you share? I mean, I'm, I've really enjoyed it. It's it's given us a focus, and I've gotten to meet some people, particularly because I, I wasn't able to go to this um, last year, but or this year and last year. Um, but what was your thinking around um, why Jokob wanted to sort of dive into Agile on the Beach? Well, Joe, when you have a chance to go to the conference next year, yes. you will see how how the energy is there, you know, how strong it is, and how vibrant the, the community is when they meet together at a conference. And I was thinking that we should bring it to, to the wider community, not only to the people who came to the conference, but actually bring these vibes mm. uh, out to, to New Zealanders. Um, and at the same time, I, I had a chance to meet and listen to and be in workshops full of, of these great people that we have here in New Zealand. Um, and I, I was just thinking that we should promote them and you should bring this message out. I love it. Thank Speaking you. of vibes, guys, um, I know that in the first, the first one, so in 2019, um, some people found love and uh, at the conference, and it lasted, and then they, came, they both came back for 2020. Um, all sorts of different unpredictable vibes happen at this conference. Um, do you guys have any stories uh, either from the recent one or, or, or 2019 that you can, uh, that you've got sort of stand out to you that you can communicate to our listeners to help describe the vibe, like any, any happenstance, any sort of interactions that happened um, that are personal to you or, or significant? Um, it, it's actually interesting you mentioned that because uh, there, there was a, uh, a couple who came to this year's event that have uh, ended up getting married shortly after um, <laughs> as, as well. Um, one of the, uh, I, I think one of the, in, in um, rather than it being personal like that, one of the things that kind of now I reflect on um, 
is uh, one of the struggles we found at this event this year was because of COVID-19, um, mm. we were very, very aware. We had a responsibility as organizers for the event to ensure that people um, respected space uh, if people weren't well to kind of uh, ask them or for, for them to kind of uh, take themselves away um, to clean high contact surfaces down um, and and to greet each other with elbow taps and tapping heels and wiggles and, and a, a bunch of fun stuff but and I don't know if this is true but maybe I've just invented this I'd like to think of a, of a collective noun of, of a hug of agile coaches um, a hug and, of agile. <laughs> um, the one thing we couldn't do uh, was actually hug um, mm-hmm. and I think that is such a it's a, it's a personal uh, person-to-person um, uh, interaction um, that we couldn't do this year and yet we still had I think some real depth of, of mm-hmm. connection uh, which was really good for, for, I remember, our, um, for our statisticians okay. and metrics people um, it was kind of interesting we introduced this uh, greeting strategy that would try and limit the amount of contact so it was elbow touch if you're meeting for the first time and there's no real rapport there just yet you know it's something to build on elbow touches and then it was elbow touch and a heel tap um, you know it's, a, it's a, like a high five for the feet a low five for the feet <laughs> Um, if, if it was, you know, you, your common acquaintance, your elbow touching, your heel touch, um, and then, a, you know, give a little dance. Um, you're really feeling <laughs> super happy. And like, this is your, your, you're diverting all that hugging energy into a dance. And yeah. we, we looked like a, like, a, like a colony of seagulls, didn't we? Like our special. <laughs> like, doing these, like, uh, you know, I'm kind of imagining David Attenborough narrating, narrating the, yeah. the, the blue faced boobies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> beach somewhere and you had this whole conference you just watched the the types of interactions went from the elbows 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 elbow elbow heel tap elbow heel tap and then eventually the frequency went into full-on boogies like by the end of the conference you know yeah so you kind of knew that that was a way of visually showing that people were really connecting and 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 it was you know the magic was happening even to the extent of um, the person that helped us open and welcome us to the area, which was um, the mayor of Turonga, uh, Timby Powell, um, even he he joined in that. So um, <laughs> it, it really had to break down barriers. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had some friends who had gone to that, and they came back to work the following uh, the following week, and they were all. They were all introducing me to these new agile dance steps, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, they're like, "You had to be there." No, no, this is awesome. This is this yeah. is amazing. Seriously, you know, so, you know I, I could see the it extended beyond the event itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to give a timeline to, to our listeners, um, yeah. this happened in early when 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 was, was the conference? The conference was, was the the thirteenth to the fifteenth of March, and yeah, for right. those of you like that seems so long ago, doesn't it? Oh my yeah, goodness! It it's like yeah, it's it pre-lockdown for New Zealand, so we hadn't even entered yeah. the level system at that stage. David and I were both in close contact with. Uh, well, I actually contacted the the Ministry of Health and was getting advice from them directly. Are you sure? And they were they were at that stage still um, advising that if conferences are relatively small, so less than 150, then they would encourage us. Or 200, I think, was the number. Um, they would encourage yeah. us to just go ahead, um, you know, and then and t- take some some precautions. But it's on your it's your discretion. Um, so we made that sort of decision to kind of move ahead with the conference. But at that stage, the hammer hadn't really dropped on lockdown uh, and any of the protocols that we've been uh, enjoying for the last sort of six to eight weeks. 
but we we did we kept ourselves aware all the way through we were checking in to see if there was any new advice and in fact on the sunday the 15th yeah. was the day that um they announced that no more cruise ships would dock with new zealand and and that we were likely to be moving into although they didn't yet call them alert levels um and Colla and i had to have a serious conversation about whether we even uh, went ahead with the sunday yeah. um but but on balance again and, and taking some good advice um we did and it's amazing because it was really the last significant event, person-to-person -person event um, that happened in New Zealand, in our community, certainly. Mm. Um, and because we really, within a week and a bit after that, went into full level four lockdown, where pretty much anyone that wasn't in an essential service, like uh, frontline healthcare or, you know, electricity networks and so on, um, had to be working from home or stay at home. Um, and that sense of community and those connections uh, going into that, you felt the absence of the connection to a degree, but it also was sustaining as well. Yeah, I think that that I really like that unprecedented event that meant that we were had to be very conscientious um, about every moment of the conference. So every moment we were reevaluating, weighing up all the all the you know weighing up all the options, weighing up the scenario, and then making a call and then allowing it to go. So I think there's a an element of agile leadership in there where um, we had to consciously put a circle around our, our crew um, and then our crew holds this perimeter around these amazing people that had decided to invest um, their time, energy and, and, and spirit into this event. Um, so that, that duty of care, we really, really felt that. Um, and, and fortunately, and we kept monitoring afterwards, we had no, uh, no recorded cases of infection um, and so I think we we had managed to just slip through um, without uh, incident. You know. That's that's wonderful to hear. And, and to, for me, that's been consistent with everything that Agile on the Beach has been around, uh, been about, which is um, your focus on community, responsibility, and um, making sure that it's it's a meaningful moment um, that helps people to grow. And so like, uh, I remember as this was happening in real time and you guys were setting up and we had conversations, these were the things that you were weighing really heavy. I did not want to be in your shoes at all, um, but I, I was really, really impressed with the amount of thought and um, reaching out to the community and the government even to sort of get advice on what's right to do. Um, and, and for me, like, I just remember thinking that's so consistent with what this whole thing is about and um yeah so well done guys Colart, you mentioned um the the backstage and some of the people that were helping to set it up and the crew i'm wondering if we could take some time oh. to sort of talk a little bit of, right. tell us some stories about what it's like to yes. to be crew and run run well, an event like this and help prepare for an event like this i've been been waiting for an opportunity to do a massive shout out because there's been some early supporters um like uh like carol carol mahai is um is based in Tauranga and she works for for cucumber who've been a long time supporter uh, but carol um has been such a mainstay she's performed that kind of coordination uh real kind of task uh orientation um pulling a, a group of people together marshalling it into something that really makes sense one of the, the sort of surprises that you have with a volunteer run event like this is that very often it's actually helpful to have your task and uh, limited and defined. Um, and so just putting a massive shout out to, to Carol for her leadership and her sense, her common sense um, and practicality in a lot of those situations. I think our, our event 
um, that just forged a, a bit of a backbone. And then there, this amazing crew of people that leaned in and connected in. Um, uh, we, we've got a list here. <laughs> I got Annika, <laughs> is, uh, belongs to somebody that we know on the call here, who's been amazing. Um, Claire, um, Anita, Stephen, um, I'm probably not going to end up naming all of them. Kataki, um, Jakub, you, you're amazing. Um, uh, Stephen Knights, and or you know, uh, you, we've got just this this huge cast of characters that that stayed in the background to just kind of support and help it happen. Um, so I think that that's you start with the people, Itangata first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then then the process. You know, we had to be quite. Um, I think open-minded about how we'd structure our approach to this and how we give energy to it. Um, uh, most of the rule books are out the window with a conference like this, you, you, with the people and the capabilities that you've got. Um, and I'm very pleased to, 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 you know, the results speak for themselves, but it was just a really interesting process. Um, you know, meet weekly, we had to leverage remote working, all that kind of good stuff, um, task planning and design of that approach. Um, David and I have um, pretty uh, uh, com lots of competing priorities in our own lives. So each of us has our own sort of daily lives, and then to fit a conference in in the in the kind of percentage time uh, of your of your day is a, is a challenge. And we um, found uh, found lots of ways to try and stay synchronized. Uh, you know, as a co-founding group, you know, at times um, we would need to take different positions. So David would take point and drive something forward and I would back him, I'd be his, his sort of wingman. Uh, and then other times I would take point uh, and David would back me. And, um, and so our partnership has been forged out of this sort of um, duality, you know, we've been tag teaming in a lot of ways. Um, so there's a lot of ingredients here. Um, the, the why sort of connected us all together. Um, when it got really tough, that's where we would take the conversation back to. It's like, cool, okay, well, what are we trying to achieve here? Why is that important? Um, and it's it's not easy. Um, yeah, it's no, it was not a trivial um, uh, process. I don't know if you want to add to that, David. I'm rambling. Yeah, uh, just two things briefly. I think um, one of the things, um, and it's nice to see that we sustained it through the second year as well um, as a as a conference series based on supporting and promoting agile practices. Um, we chose to model the way we organise ourselves around holacracy to a degree. Um, so we had each of our kind of key portfolios or areas that needed to be focused on, like um, promotion and social media, like uh, ticket sales and um, attendees, like um, sponsorship um, and so forth. Um, we had somebody that took the key responsibility for it, but they had a circle um, uh, around them um, and they, they sort of worked together and covered for each other, much the same way as Colart has referenced he and I, um, and uh, to a degree, Carol as well, sort of, uh, um, and, and Wayne Kingy, actually, uh, we have to uh, shout out for, for Wayne Kingy's uh, involvement, brought a lot of heart to what we did. Um, so that was, that was one thing in terms, of, um, in, in terms of the how, but I just wanted to kind of um, echo what Colart said about sort of having to go back to the why. There were po points of tension in anything um, that like this, as much as we are all bringing big heart to what we do, there were times when we had disagreements. There were times where we were confused about which which way to go. Going back, having such a clear mission made it really, really easy to go back to well. So what yeah. what what fits these principles? And that came down to speaker selection. It came down to the format of the days. It came back down to 
uh, even you know what we did with any um, any surplus that we wanted to use, as we said, you know, being a for benefit organisation. So, yeah, I, I would say even further is I think the the sense of purpose and the clear mission compensated for our lack of competencies in running a conference. <laughs> <laughs> there were massive oh, yes, right? <laughs> it's like financially, you know, and um, you know, just just all the little decisions that sort of accumulate to make to make an event possible. Yeah. So with, with this in mind, yeah. how much time does it take to, to set up a conference like this? Because when I, when I come to a conference, it's, I can see two days of work and that's it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very coach answer. For, for, this, for this particular <laughs> conference, um, uh, the, the crew met uh, sometimes up to, up to the end of the lead up to the event up to weekly. Um, for Skype calls and or for um, Zoom calls, I think it was Zoom or Skype. I can't remember. I'm probably doing it for them now. Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it usually stretched to about a couple of hours in each session. But each of the um, circles, as David points out, um, needed extra energy to put in to kind of get them to build their momentum up. So, so there's a sort of synchronizing point. Uh, sometimes, uh, mostly fortnightly, I think, for at least six months in the lead up. Uh, and then at times when it got intense, we needed to de-risk. Um, we would kind of meet more frequently or there would be more energy put into a particular cause. Um, so, yeah, so probably, what, like eight people, um, between eight and ten at different in different modes. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, spanning sort of six months uh, to pay particular attention to each of those core components, you know, um, selling tickets, forming the website, getting all the messaging out there, um, keeping that, those sort of channels alive, the business administration, um, that's, that's pretty labor intensive, the, the swag bags and making the careful decisions around uh, procurement, you know, Annika and her crew, um, sort of own that. So there's a, a bunch of elements in there. I think that, um, we probably can't really quantify it. We probably could do a time study, I suppose, in retrospect, but, um, but it's yeah. significant. It's not a trivial um, amount of energy and time. And, and obviously, each of those circles would meet outside of our fortnightly meetings to kind of keep things going on for their particular area of interest. One of the things, actually, uh, we found from when we did our lessons learned from our first event, we spent probably about three to four months getting ready for that one. Coming out of that and getting ready for this for the second one that we ran this year, um, we decided that we needed to start much, much earlier. So, yeah, we started about six months out um, and progressively ramped up. I think this year um, our agreement was that actually we should start the ball rolling on some areas um, probably nine or so months out. So within about a month from now, we're probably going to need to start kind of getting things together. Um, and, and part of that is um, when it comes to putting on an event like this, you can't do it. Um, well, the way we price the event because it's for practitioners by practitioners the for the for two years we've been able to hold the uh, initial um uh, ticket price of 350 dollars for basically a um sort of a two and a half day event fully uh, catered which is yeah. which is um, amazing right um, but we do low. that so that people can pay for it out of their own pocket if their company's not going to sponsor them to attend mm. Um, yeah. And uh, but you can't you can't create a conference as rich as an experience as we had solely on ticket sales alone. Uh, right. If if you if you're pitching the the ticket price at that level, so we we depend um, on on uh, some really really good sponsors. And so I do want to 
um, just mention those um, that uh, we talked about Agile on the beach. They sponsored us with information and and uh, um, and a kind of an understanding of how they formed um, Agile Alliance New Zealand, the New Zealand branch for the Agile Alliance um, partners partnered with us for the first year and sustained that partnership mm-hmm. ongoing. So rather than just being a sponsor, they're actually partnering with us. And that's because part of their mission is to take Agile to the regions, and that's what we're doing. Um, and then um, financially and uh, in kind, we had ADAT, Deloitte, TrustPower, Cucumber, Priority One, and Shift314, um, a great bunch of organizations uh, from that region, but also um, from um, overseas, Shift314 from Canada, um, sponsored us this year. That's amazing. It's such a diverse community of, of businesses that are interested in um, supporting that community. So what's what's um, happening? Wow. What, what's what's hey. next? You mentioned that maybe this year you're going to oh. start even earlier planning the, the event. <laughs> what's happening 2021? Well, we, we started a conversation with an amazing character, the bottleneck guy. Mr. We've sourced a location and this was all before lockdown sort of landed. So um, so we're, we're revisiting a lot of those now. But our, our current game plan is to um, host everyone again in Nelson in 2021. Um, and we've got a date and a location provisionally locked locked down for that. Um, and it's on the beach side. <laughs> uh, now, before we even look at that sort of thing, one of the, the big loose ends to wrap up from the previous event, and this is the same as the one from the last year, um, was that, you know, David mentioned we are a for-benefit enterprise. So the ticketing and the sponsorships that create this amazing event, we wanted to make sure that any surpluses that we were able to generate um, were passed to some amazing causes. And we're very pleased to donate um, that money through. We got the voice of the people through the conference as well. We used a voting thing. Um, but we, we donated to Upside Mentoring, Youth Mentoring, and uh, they operate across South Auckland. Um, and they do a lot of work in schools to catch uh, at-risk youth and nudge them on a different path. Um, the Young Enterprise Scheme, um, this is part of our Enrich the Regions um, philosophy. It's like we want to do things put to that, that support um, uh, the community itself. And so Young Enterprise uh, has a project across all the cities and towns in, in New Zealand, and they had a really vibrant um, community in Tauranga, which we were able to support through Venture Centre uh, and Gal Haibod. Uh, and um, and of course the third one was our hosts were <laughs> Mount Monganui Lifeguard Centre. Um, so we're very pleased to be able to Amazing. put a, a small cohort together for for those three uh, causes. Um, but yeah, we're all, we're all ahead full for um, Nelson 2021. And I, and I think um, the crucial to to that the the cohort well even the Lifesaver Centre was uh, to support uh, training young uh, lifesavers. Right. So all three of those are about investing in tomorrow's generation. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Hey, Shall Jacob. we try and be there next year and try and maybe do some recording while we're there? Ooh, some, some on-the-site, on-location yeah. recording, interviews on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that idea. I think we should oh, do you'd that. You'd be most oh, welcome, yeah. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how can people uh, get in contact with you and stay in the now um, as, as events unfold for 2021? Please um, get onto Facebook if you're on Facebook and connect with our, our group, like our, our um, page. It's Agile on the Beach NZ. 
Um, if you aren't on Facebook and you've got other ways that you'd like to, to connect, uh, we have an amazing website, um, agileonthebeach.co.nz. Uh, um, so those would be two, two main ways. And you can look out for us on Twitter as well, uh, at agiletbnz. Cool. We'll add those links to the um, description. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, guys. This has been amazing. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time. Um, any any uh, last words you'd like to shout out to our listeners before we close it off? Come and join us. Thousand twenty twenty one. Awesome. And come and experience agile and life, and there will be moments. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> we'll start Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Ciao. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, team Jacob. Thank you.